Well, good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord with you. That was a great worship set. Thank you, worship team, worship leaders. I just so appreciate being able to worship our Lord together, especially corporately. There's nothing like it. You can do it all you want in your house. You can do it all you want, even with YouTube or whatever way you listen to music and stuff, and it can be great. But boy, there's nothing like being with the family of God singing together. So please make that a priority. And I thank you you that you did this morning. Uh, What is it? It's 1043. So in about 15 minutes, there might be a few more people showing up. Don't point at them. No, I'm kidding. Maybe one of these days we could get rid of that crazy thing. We don't have to lose sleep in the spring. But anyhow, I appreciate Pastor Rob already praying for our students because that's what I have first on my list here is to take time to pray for them. And uh, I still think I'm going to do that with you because I'm not going to just pray necessarily for their safety and I want them to be safe coming home. But I want what was deposited into their hearts over this weekend to guide them and lead them and direct them and to keep them so excited about what God is doing. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, Lord God, and we thank you for what opportunity the students that we have here that, that we're able to, to make time to be able to go up, Lord God. And for those that weren't able to go up north with, with the group that are maybe even here in this house today, Lord, they're very much included in this prayer. Because, Lord, I believe you're doing a stirring in our young people. I believe you're doing a stirring throughout this nation in our young people, Lord God. And I'm just asking that you will continue to just let what deposit those that are on the trip have placed in them, Lord God, that it would not go dormant, Lord God, but that it would burn, that it would, as Pastor Pat has been teaching over the last number of months, Lord, fan it into flame, oh Lord God, in their hearts. And Lord, let them be ignited with a desire to seek you, to search you. And Lord God, I'm praying for every one of our students as they are in school systems across this area, Lord God, that you would just impart into them, oh, a divine revelation in their own heart and a a spirit, Lord God, that is excited about you and what you're able to do in them and through them. And Lord God, what I believe they will help bring to this nation. Oh, Lord God, we just call upon you now and we ask for that. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, we ask it, oh, Lord. Amen. I think something is happening in our land. I can't say that I can name it, but I do believe God is stirring in our land in a way that I haven't felt like I've been, at least I don't know that I've been this excited in a while. I'll be the first to say, I just am so excited that our God, I believe, is doing something. And I can't necessarily define it, and I'm kind of glad I can't define it because it's his work. And it's not just on campuses, even though it's happening on campuses. Listen, this is what I just heard the other day as I was listening to um, a podcast, and I was listening to Pastor Tim Delina from Times Square Church. And he said in, they have a worldwide prayer meeting. They call it their worldwide prayer meeting. I believe it's every Tuesday that they do this in their church. And, and he was saying that they have been invited. I don't know if you've heard this, but listen to this. In April, Times Square Church 
with their worldwide prayer meeting, has been invited to the campus of Yale University to have that prayer meeting. Is that not outstanding? That is just so fantastic to me. They've been invited by Yale to do that. Now listen to this. Not only that, but they've been invited and they have other universities that are interested. And so far, Harvard and Columbia University have extended that to them also. Who knows what God is doing? I I just stand here saying, I don't know what he's doing totally. I just know I want to be there and I want to be in the middle of it all. And I want us to be praying for our land. I think we should be praying for our land. I think we should be praying for the church, capital C, right? And I want us to be praying for our church specifically because I still believe we have great days ahead of us in this place. And I don't think we've come to see them all yet. Amen. So if you have a Bible that you bring with you, great. Open it up. We're going to go to the book of Romans 10. If you have a device, open it up. We're going to Romans 10. And I want to read, and I'm going to read actually out of the New King James Version today. If you can make your device go to that version. Or read in the version that you like. I'm sure it won't be too far different. But we're going to read Romans 10. And I want to just read verses 6 through 11. This has been stirring in my heart the last few days and uh, last actually the last few weeks. Romans 10, verse 6 and through 11. It says, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say to your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? All right, listen to this. But what does it say? The word is near you, your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Oh, there's so much packed in there, and I don't know if I'm the right guy to try to unpack it all, but I'm going to try to give you a little bit. I, I, was, I was at a meeting, and this is nowhere in my notes, but I just feel like I just need to talk about this. I was at a meeting this week, and Pastor Pat and I had the opportunity to join some other pastors. And uh, once a month, we get together with these other pastors, and we just take time to pray with each other. We just kind of talk about some things going, but we are trying to incorporate into our time that if we're going to sit down and talk, we take an equal amount of time and we pray about the issues that we've been talking about. And so we have had the opportunity, and, and one of the, uh, the pastors that was there was just speaking about this woke culture. And one of the statements that he made was just this idea and this thought of is that if you don't agree with everything that I believe, then you have no value to me. That's, that's a very popular 
thought and teaching that if you don't believe or if I don't believe what you're saying, then you don't have any value. And I think it's taking us to a place that even here in the church, we're going to be at this place because I'm going to tell you that this church is going to stand on the exclusivity of Jesus Christ and having to ask Jesus Christ into your heart to be saved, right? We're going to continue to stand on that because that's not going to be a popular message. It's not going to be the popular message. This righteousness of faith, this statement, righteousness of faith being spoken here is, is really talking about a saving faith. It's, it sets you as a man or it sets you as a woman. It sets us as an individual free when we take on this righteousness of faith, when we make that confession with our mouth and when we believe that in our heart, we have this faith that sets us free from sin and death. And, and it's a word, there's a word that is used in a, in a um, theological way, the word imputed by, to us by God. What is this imputed? Now let me just read you a definition that I read. Imputed righteousness is a concept in Christian theology proposing that the righteousness of Christ, it's imputed to believers, and that is treated as if it were theirs through faith. Now, can I give you the Barry Allen version of what I just read? It's kind of like God taking what's in his account, saying, here, I'm going to put it in your account. And you can have that. I think that's, to me, just a way that my mind helps understand all those words and what he's saying. It's God is taking this righteousness that he has, this right way of acting, this right way of living, this right way of talking. And I know there's a lot of people that say, well, who are you to tell me what's right or wrong? Well, you know, it's by the faith that I have and what the Spirit convicts in me. And, you know, I've got to watch my tongue. I can't just use my tongue freely to speak whatever I want in the way that I want. With the words that I choose, I represent him. Everywhere I go, I have to represent him. And I think that's what we've got to start getting inside of us is that we represent this Christ that died on the cross, that gave his life so that a sinner can be saved. And we want our lives to represent that. The writer here is saying that we shouldn't try to take this into our own hands us trying to do something, go up and bring them down, go down to bring them up. Have you ever been in that place where you were trying to pull somebody up? I actually thought about doing this. I was going to have Cheryl come over here and I was going to pull her up or she was going to pull me down. Problem is I know the result. I'm coming down and I'm not doing that because that's a long fall, especially after she pulls me. But you can't pull people up like that we have to have him help us in all of this. And we need to go to him. It's not what we do. It's not the work that we do. Here's maybe another example that I was thinking about trying to, to set my standard in this. It's, we don't have to set our own standard in this. See, I have a basketball hoop. Well, I used to. I got rid of it. But I used to have a basketball hoop in my yard. And, and when I would go out on the driveway and I could play around with a little bit, we could have that hoop there. Did you know I could slam dunk in my hoop? Come on, this little chunky body. Got about a five-inch vertical. 
You know how it works? I get behind the pole and I crank that rim way down to seven and a half feet. And I can slam like a madman at seven and a half feet. But you know what? That's my standard. And that doesn't work because a basketball hoop standard is 10 foot. I'm lucky if I can throw the ball up there that high anymore. But see, I can't start looking and setting my standard for all this. He has already set the standard. That's how it works. So we don't bring him down to our level. We must move up to what he's planned for us. Or or we don't go down to bring him up. No, we go to his level. It's the work that Jesus has already done. He's conquered death, hell, and the grave. His word tells us that he is as near to us in our hearts and our mouth. Is that so? And I believe I can use this word in the correct way. That is awesome. That is awesome because that's him, his word. That's why we as people of God have to be learning and studying and practicing and praying and and doing all these different things of him because we have to have him in us. Matthew 12, verse 34, the last part of it says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak, right? What's in your heart? That's what your mouth is going to speak. I'm telling you today, if you're finding yourself in a place where negativity is always coming out, worry is always coming out, profanity may be coming out. I don't know what it is that's coming out of your mouth. Negativity is such an easy thing. I think we've got to start looking, what are we putting in? <laughs> I hope so. I hope we're putting that word in. Because when we get into that word and we get stirred and we get his spirit moving and we have his spirit driving us and moving us and, and we're singing those songs of praise, maybe it's time to start thinking about what type of music are you listening to on a consistent basis? I don't know all that everyone has experienced at this time, but I am observing right now There is a stirring, I believe, in the spiritual realm that is moving, and I am just so excited about that stirring, and I want this church to be a very much a part of that stirring that is going on. Uh, Listen to that. I just heard this this week, too. A professor from Baylor University ended up with 2,000 students in one of their buildings, and they were singing, and they were praising, and there was just all kinds of spiritual things that were going on. And I heard it's happening at Texas A&M. I heard it's happening out in Sanford and and Lee and Cedarville and Belmont, where my daughter-in-law was just in school getting her um, pharmacy degree. In Belmont, it's pouring out. Isn't that just such a great thing? It's just all over the place. I want us to be prepared For whatever the spirit is doing and however he's going to move. And I just say, come Holy Spirit and move here. Move in me, oh Lord. Move in my home. Move in my neighborhood. Do you know what's happening here in a couple weeks? We're having an open house for the neighborhood to come in. I hope you're praying about that. I hope you're believing. And the last I heard, we've we've just sent out 10,000 flyers. And we hit it with 
some social media stuff. And the last I heard, we're somewhere around 40. We're at 50 people now that have responded. We said, it's not a service. We're not going to ask you for anything. What we want you to do is come in and just meet us. We want to give you a meal. 50 people have responded saying that they want to be a part of that. Be praying about that. This is all about the church or the streets that we've had on those cards. And we've been praying about over the number of months that we've been praying about that. Pray for this neighborhood. Pray for this neighborhood that we are in the center of and around us. That these people will come and we can be a beacon of light and Jesus Christ's name can be high and lifted up in praise because we don't know as I believe and I just love the way Michael Spencer says it on Wednesday night. Look at the bouquet of colors that we have of people in our community. And I just love that idea. We're just a bouquet of many colors. And I'm not just talking about our shirt color, our top color. I'm just talking about all the different people that God is moving in and wants to move in. And we have an opportunity to be in the middle of that. Be praying for your neighborhood. Be praying for this neighborhood. Be praying for this church. Don't let it cease. Romans 12.2, the first part of Romans 12.2, as an encouragement Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the what? The renewing of your mind. Are you taking time to let the Lord renew your mind regularly, daily? You know, I heard somebody say the other day that if you come to church and church seems boring, pastor said, then you're boring. (laughs) I started to think about that. If I'm coming to church and I'm just coming to fulfill my obligation, I'm just coming to fulfill my duty, I'm just coming to kind of do an apple a day, keeps the devil away type thing. I go to church once a week to make sure God's happy with me. Scrap all that. That doesn't work. That's not what this is about. This is our time to get together to lift up his name, to praise his name. I'm not going to be conformed to the pattern of this world that says it's all about how good I do and all the things that I have to earn. We're going before the king of kings to praise him, to worship him, to lift him up and to get to know him in a deeper way because when things do begin to turn and when things do get more difficult, and I believe those days are coming too, And we could stand arm in arm with each other and we could praise the Lord. And you know what? It could be that we may have to stand all by ourselves at some point. But I want it so deep inside of me. And it reminds me of the parable that Jesus is speaking of. If you have your Bible still open, go over to Luke 5. You can find this in Matthew 9. You can find this in Mark 2. But I'm going to just read out of Luke 5, verses 36 through 38. And it says, then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece of new garment on the old one. Otherwise, the new one makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new one does not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled. And the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins and both 
are preserved. Jesus here uses a wine metaphor to talk about the challenge of new things versus old things. He's talking about the fresh activity of the Spirit of God and how what God is doing today in your life and in the church and in the kingdom requires, I believe, some fresh new thinking and a new heart. As always, Jesus uses something from the everyday life of the people that he was talking to. Because water was often contaminated and could cause serious disease. When you would just take a drink. But the wine, which had already gone through a fermenting process, was the more reliable liquid at that time. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and drink a whole bunch of wine. So don't think I'm telling you that. We have a great process in place in America. Our water is really good. But with this idea, Jesus' audience understood what he was talking about. It would have been very familiar, would have been built into the challenges of their day in dealing with all of this. And when the, the, when the wine, the new wine, sits in any container due to the bubbling, you know, the, the um, active fermentation, the volume of wine expands. And if it's poured into an old, inflexible wineskin, what's going to happen? The dried out, inflexible, crusty wineskin, it's going to burst, right? I can't say I know that from firsthand. I, I don't have much to do with that, but I can take it for the literal words that it says on the page and believe that and understand that. And this will uh, waste the new wine that was put in. And then it kind of forfeits all of its usefulness because the old wineskin could not contain it. It's worth noting that it is safe to put old wine into old wineskins simply because the old wine isn't active. It just sits. And it won't break the wineskin because both the wine and the wineskin have settled in. Hmm. I think that's kind of a big problem. I think that's kind of the problem Jesus was facing. It wasn't so much the Romans and all the military issue and all the, the way they were lording it over all, all the people there, especially all the Jewish people. And it wasn't the poverty that they were living in, that they were forced to live in poverty in so many ways. Seems to me that Jesus' biggest problem was the religious people, if you will, the Pharisees, that were so entrenched in their old way of thinking. Their old wineskins had no more flexibility and they were now just too rigid to change. If you're living around those that seem to have chaos in their life all the time or lots of uncertainty of, you know, they're not showing any fruit of the spirit. I hope you are. And maybe for a season, it's time to get away from that. Doesn't mean that we just get rid of them. We have nothing more to do them. But maybe in a time when we need to grow and we need to say, Lord, 
I need some newness. I need some flexibility. I need some movement in this wineskin that I've become. I'm not trying to tell you that because you're older, because you've served the Lord for a long time, you're an old wineskin. I am not telling you that at all. But I am saying I think that it can happen to us that when we're in the church or we're in it such a regular time and we're, we're always hearing the same type of things or, you know, we're just moving and doing our own thing because maybe we're not coming into the house of the Lord with the right attitude because it has become routine. My prayer today is, Lord, let this skin be made new let me be a new wineskin, oh Lord, because God, I don't know what you're doing out there. I don't know what you're doing across this land, but I can hear the rumblings and I can hear the, the stirrings of movement in the kingdom of God. And I believe the kingdom of God is moving. I do believe it is progressing. And I want to be on that team that is progressing and growing and learning and not saying, oh, it can only be this way because this is the way I understand it, or this is the way that it's always been. No, Lord God, you can do whatever you can do, and I need to be flexible to what you're doing. Help me become more of that new wineskin. If you need to separate, separate yourself from some toxic people that I believe that that can get around us. And, and, and maybe it's time to separate ourselves for a time till he could pour into us and get us so full. Then we could go back and maybe meet those toxic people and, and begin to build them up. Maybe it's time we get around the people that can support us. Do you know that's what this should be, Right? This is what we should have in this house, this house of people, many different personalities, many different um, thoughts, maybe even different ideas, and that's okay. As long as we keep it all on Christ and we keep moving forward in Jesus, being our Lord and Savior, being that one that we have to confess to make the Lord of our life. That's the key. We have to keep that at the forefront of it. And some of the other things will take care of themselves, but we should be each other's biggest cheerleaders at that time because we need each other. We need to be prepared that when Jesus has a new thing for us, a new approach, a new tradition, a new structure that we have room for that change because he's been stirring inside of us. We must leave room for a new and a fresh touch from the spirit of the living God. Are you willing to do that today? Are you willing to leave yourself room to let that happen in your spirit, in your soul, and in your thoughts My prayer is, and I'm just going to ask you that if this will be a prayer of yours, Lord, help me to keep my heart pliable to whatever you're doing. I don't want to be a skeptic. I don't want to be a skeptic. You know, I'm hearing things. I'm, I'm just hearing things lately about the things that happened down in Asbury, Kentucky, all of a sudden, the skeptics are coming out and everybody's talking about all kinds of things. And, 
You know, I don't want to just blindly follow because things are happening like that. I want the spirit to be leading, but I don't want to be the skeptic of, oh, this and oh, that. Let's get into that place where we have God speaking into us and we know and we become so pliable in our hearts that he can tell that he could, he begin to pour that new wine into us and we begin to experience our God in a fresh new way that, that maybe we haven't. And I'm telling you, I've been in this church a long time too. And I've been serving the Lord all my life, but I am being stirred. And I believe the Lord is doing something that I can't necessarily name and, and put my finger on what he's doing, but I am open to what he has to do. And if he can include me, if he can use me, here I am, Lord, I want to be used. I just love this last song that we sang. I give myself away. So here's my challenge. Do you feel like you're so pliable a guy can do anything? And yeah, I'm right there. Good. But I have a feeling some of us are like, oh Lord, I may need a little help in this area. Will you stand with me today? I want you to know that these altars are open and I want you to make your way. And I don't know that we need to have a whole bunch of people praying over you. We'll be praying together. We'll be praying. But if you feel like in your heart that maybe I need to be just that little bit more pliable before my God. Lord God, I've served you for all my life, but I want to be a little bit more pliable because I want to be fresh and new and I want my wineskin to be ready to have the new wine poured in. And when that new wine pours in, that it's not exploding and bursting the wineskin, but that it's able to take it and have that stirring inside of me. And I'll just say, make yourself available to just come down, stand before the Lord, just call out to him. I will pray with everybody before we leave, but just say, Lord, here I am. I give myself away. Father, I pray for this group of people right now that have walked forward, Lord, for those that are in their seat, they're calling out to you right now. I just say, Lord God, I want to be used by you. I want them to be used by you. So Lord, I ask that you would equip each one. Equip each one as they go through their week this week, Lord God, as they go into a workplace, as they maybe work at home. Lord God, in their own home, I just ask that you stir in their spirit, Lord God. Oh, a newness and a freshness and a moving of your spirit within them. But Lord God, the people that they come into contact, even today, Lord God, if we go into a restaurant, if we go into a, a marketplace, whatever it may be, that Lord God, use us in a way that you would make us pliable. Oh, Oh, let these wineskins become pliable to what new wine you may pour in, O oh Holy Spirit. Oh, I thank you for it, Lord God, and I just ask that you would empower. Oh, let your empowering spirit flow through this place right now, Lord God, end to end, front to back, Lord God, among each one. And Lord God, that we are your kids. We are your children. But Lord God, we represent the name of our God and our Savior and our Lord wherever we go. And that, Lord God, we will represent that well because of the power of the Holy Spirit that we have in our lives. Oh, Lord Jesus, have us, oh, Lord God, meet you in a way that, Lord God, maybe none of us have ever met you or we've never met you in our own life before. 
Oh, I just pray that that will be stirring in hearts this week. Stirring in hearts this week. And Lord, if there is anybody that's in this place that maybe has never made you the Lord of their, your, their life, but Lord God, I thank you for your word. And Lord God, it maybe seems just too simple. But as we read that, Lord God, we have to just confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our heart that he's been raised from the dead. And you do that work, Lord God, but we have to do that genuinely. We have to do that sincerely. We have to do that with a godly sorrow inside of us because we can't continue to be the individual that we are. Lord, if there's anybody here that needs to make that profession today, I ask that they would make it, that they would speak those words right now. And Lord God, you would come in and you would fill their heart, fill their life, make them fresh and new. And Lord God, serving you. And then Lord God, we have this tremendous church here that wants to walk with them, that wants to be there with them and help them walk this walk. Because Lord, that's just the start is to make that confession. Now we got to walk it day by day. And that's where it can get really difficult. So I ask that, Lord God, if there's anybody new that's made that profession, that, Lord God, oh, I just ask that they would just stop by our welcome desk and talk to somebody. And Lord, for everyone that's here right now, maybe maybe you could just lay your hand on the person to your right, to your left, in front of you. Pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Oh, Lord God. Oh, move in their lives. Do a work, oh Lord God, in a way that, that they need this week and this time. Oh, Father, move, Lord God, in this group of people, these followers of Jesus Christ. Oh, and strengthen them, empower them, build them. Oh, encourage them, Lord God. Oh, that today is a day that, Lord God, we are making ourselves more open to that freshness and that newness of that wineskin, oh Lord God. And what you may pour into us, what you will pour into us. We thank you. We give you the praise, Lord God. We give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, Lord God. Hallelujah. You are welcome to stay here and pray if you would like. Lord, I ask that you just bless each one, keep each one. As they go this day they have someone in a nursery they must pick up. Lord, be with them. Keep them. We ask it in your precious and your mighty name. Amen. God bless you if you need to go, but you're welcome to continue to pray.